Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Amen. I'm thankful for the touch of God, the sure touch of the Lord. And that moment when His Spirit touched our lives, all of us remember, or at least we probably should remember, many, many things about the setting of that moment when the Lord first touched our heart. I don't ever want to, to drift so far that I forget that initial touch and what His Word can do in our lives and how it can transform us. Brother Fears and I were talking this morning just a little while before church. How amazing it is, the Word of God. That Word that we think, even we have, though we have visited passages of Scripture time and time again, uh, we were both commenting about different things that we heard and received from our men's conference and how the Word of the Lord, I'm reading along with, the, with the, the minister, especially on Friday night, specifically for me, reading along, and I'm thinking, I've, I know I've read this story. I've read it again and again and again, and I've never, ever just completely, there was just something in that passage that just kind of jumped right out. I got home yesterday. I sat my wife down in her chair. I said, I just got to share this with you. She was thrilled beyond the telling. <laughs> she, she always loves when I come home fired up about something. <laughs> No, she was, she was very patient with me about that, but it's just something about the Word of God. It is real. There's something that's just been pressed into my spirit, and I just want to take a few minutes today and share something with you. I, I know how um, touched we can be by the miraculous hand of God, and from time to time we have all needed God to do a miracle, and He has... In many cases, I sit and scan this audience this morning very quickly and, and I can see where God, I can see people that I know that God has moved in some issues in your life. Some of them have been uh, maybe, maybe not critical, maybe not life and death, but they were nevertheless very, very important. And God just kind of stepped on the scene and intervened in your life. And for that, you've been very thankful, but I'm also scanning this audience, and I see people who's got who 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 has had the hand who have had the hand of God sustain them in storms that that the average person we would think surely could not survive, but the sustaining hand of God would hold them and hold them sure. And there are miracles that are sitting in this very room today, and miracles that are associated with with. Uh, other members of our church who perhaps are not in this service this morning where God has just stepped on the scene and what was there perhaps in an x-ray or a doctor's report or a CAT scan, what was there last week or last month is no longer there and it is unexplainable. Physicians are left scratching their head but we know that it was the hand of the great physician that just stepped in and moved and intervened 
in my own life and my wife's life, we have watched again and again how God has just come alongside. His word is so sure and it is so true. I was thinking about the power of his, of his word and perhaps where we should set our affections in this day. I believe all of us understand and at least in our limited way understand the, the hour in which we live and how important it is that we have something that is sure that we can hold on to. And so what is it? What would it be that would sustain us in this hour? What would keep us in a, in a, in a generation that is facing on some levels things? And we all understand that sin is sin and, and sin and debauchery have always been. You can read in the, book of Re, in the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation and we can find that the magnitude of sin that is so prevalent in every generation but what would keep us today? What would keep us? What would keep us today is the same thing that has kept every generation before us, and it is the word of God. Amen. We should not, and I believe that God is a God of miracles, and he is a God of signs, and he is wonder, a God of wonders, but I don't want to be a part of someone or just be associated to that aspect of God, always seeking after a sign, miracle, and wonder. If we want to hold on, to something that will hold on to us. We need to get our mind and our heart around the word of God. I was thinking about the rich man and Lazarus and, and uh, in, 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 in hell, as the scripture talks about how that the rich man was just asking if, if just somehow Lazarus could dip his finger in some water and just come cool my tongue. If he could just somehow come, if you would just let him come and do that and and uh, then the great chasm or the gulf that was fixed between there. The rich man had a request. It doesn't seem like an unreasonable request. Certainly it doesn't seem like an unreasonable request on the human level to just say, well, would you let Lazarus go to my sons, well, to my brothers, and, and would you just warn them of this, uh, of this pending doom? Would you let him go? And, and how the, the Lord reminded them that they have Moses, and the prophets, they have the word, amen. And if they won't accept the word, then they would not believe though one were raised from the dead. Now that sounds a little perplexing to us because we think surely if God were to do something miraculous that that would get the attention of all the world. But you see God, amen, he has put his trust and confidence right here. Amen, not in those other things. I'm glad that God has healed me. Amen, I'm really thankful in times that he has moved mountains out of our life. I'm thankful for the times when I felt like it, that if the Lord didn't lift the scales from my eyes and give me some direction, I didn't know what I would do and he intervened in those times. But I'm thankful for all those moments. But more often than not, amen, it has just been the word of God that has been a promise that has been woven into our heart the word of God. Amen, God's word, his spirit to move. Again, we think about, uh, I know Brother Pamer uh, this, uh, yesterday preached about Noah, but several days ago I, I was talking to my wife about this and I said how, it, how strange it is to me that Noah, who the Bible calls a preacher of righteousness and how he spent decade after decade after decade building an ark, I understand to some degree how that the common man could not fathom 
there being a flood, they could not fathom all the, the doom that Noah was talking about or all that he was prophesying about. But wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think with me that, that when those animals, those wild animals, wouldn't you think when they started flying onto that ark, when those animals started walking onto that ark, wouldn't you think when the neighborhood saw something happening in the animal kingdom that someone, somewhere, because that was nothing less than a miracle, that they would resist their nature, they would resist their very tendency. And, and uh, of course, it would not be the tendency of most animals to do that, but then you've also got animals that are arch enemies, and here they are coming together into one place. Wouldn't you think that miraculous moment would have been enough? But you see, if the righteous preaching of Noah wasn't enough, then uh, then the miracle of those animals denying their nature and walking onto that ark would not be enough. And so I would say to us today that if there's anything we need to get our heart and our mind around, if there's anything that we should develop a passion for like never before, I'm not saying you don't have one, but we ought to increase, enhance the passion for the word of God, to hear the word of God, to read the word of God, to hear it taught, to hear it preached, no matter how, what venue it's ever, ever how it's packaged, let the word of God, because the word, that's what's going to convict me. The word is what's going to lead me. The word is what's going to guide me. The word is what's going to be a lamp for now and a light for tomorrow. It's going to be the word of God. And so I pray, Lord, help me to fall in love with your word like never before. Amen. I'm uh, Brother Fears this morning, he certainly wasn't. He, he loves to worship. You know, he's a worshiper and he loves to praise the Lord. But he said, you know, if we didn't have anything but just preaching, it would be all right with me. Amen. You know why? Because we understand the value of the word of God. This is what is going to sustain us. We understand the other important elements of praise and worship, of course, but it is the word of God that's going to sustain us. I beg of you, don't just pick up your Bible when you're coming to church. I beg of you, don't just pick up your Bible when you're facing a crisis. Amen. But the word of God and a love for and an appreciation for his word because the word, that's what's going to save us. The word. I'm thankful for the word of God and I'm thankful for the truth of his word. Amen. The principles that are there, they're settled. Amen. Yea and amen. They're unyielding. They're unbending, and they are there for our benefit. I want to fall in love with the word of God. His word is what's going to keep me. His word is what's going to sustain me. Amen. His word is what will lead us and guide us. I would ask for a raising of hands, but I won't embarrass you, but how many times have we been in a crisis moment and we just needed something from the Lord and we turned in his word and there was the very thing that we needed. I'm going to tell you something. I have, I have, I know we haven't always had text messaging and things of that nature, but I, but in recent years, I have just, I have, I've been so moved and humbled how that maybe God would lay it on somebody else's heart, a passage of scripture to say, I just feel like the Lord would have me share this with you today. And it was the very thing that I needed to hear. I mean, it wasn't a poem from the mind of men and they all have their place. It wasn't just a thought from the heart of someone else, but it was a thought from our Lord and Savior himself. Amen. Thank you, God, for that sustained 
sustaining word that keeps us buoyant in the times of our life when we don't know what to do or where to turn. The word of God. The word of God. A few, a few services ago, I was standing in my office and I was, uh, in my heart, I, I, I needed some answers from the Lord. In my heart, I just felt like I just need you to help me today. Nobody really knew what was going on. I was standing in my office and I walked in. I walked to the opposite side of my desk and I saw my phone light up and it was a text message from about a thousand miles away of a man who said, I feel led to walk into the prayer room and pray for God's anointing upon your life right now. Amen, tears just filled my eyes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that somebody's not trying to dig through a dictionary to find an encouraging single word, but thank you, Lord, for somebody that's gonna go to a prayer room and find a sure word and bring that word to your heart. And you know what, indeed, amen, that wasn't just a text message. That wasn't just an exercise in futility, but God did send something to my heart, and I'm thankful for the word of God. Let's put our trust in it, amen. Let's put our hope and our confidence in it because this is what's gonna stand. It's what's going to stand. Brother Mike Bingham's grandfather, his father's name is R.B. Bingham. His grandfather's name was R.B. Bingham. The elder brother R.B. Bingham, I never had the privilege to meet the grandfather. But one story that stands out in my mind that I heard many, many years ago always resonates in my heart when I think along these lines. Amen. Somebody was talking to elder brother R.B. Bingham many years ago and they said, you know, if the, if the earth, if the, if the end of time should come, he said, where would you like to be standing? And he picked up his Bible, so the story goes, and he put it on the ground, on the floor, and he stood up on his Bible. He said, this is where I'd like to be standing because heaven and earth is gonna pass away, but my word, my word, my word's not going anywhere. Amen, that may sound like an extreme example, but I'm gonna tell you, I remember being with brother and sister Magruder. My wife and I were brother and sister Magruder uh, a few years, a few years before Sister Magruder passed away, Brother Magruder shared with us how that one morning he he uh, he could hear his wife praying. He said, "I just had to go try to find her in the house." And he said, "I walked in, and I walked in one of the rooms." And he said, "My wife had taken her shoes off." And he said, "There she was in the in her room in a, in that particular room, and she was standing on the word of God." Amen. You say, "Well, that sounds." Extreme, maybe some even feel disrespectful. But if you had been standing where she was standing, if you had been walking where she was walking, if you had been facing the mountain she was facing, she said, I gotta get to a safe place. And she was standing on the word of God. I'm thankful that it's more than just a book. I'm thankful that it's not just the opinion of man, but holy men had, had put pen in their hand as they were moved on by the spirit of God. Amen. This is not just the opinion of people, but this is the holy word of God. One of the ministers, I hadn't thought about this until now, but one of the ministers, um, was it Brother Becton maybe, that talked about a list of books that were no, that, that was, this was in a, in a, say it again. It was Brother Becton. Yes, it was an article, that's right. It was an article out of GQ magazine, but it was quoted in the USA Today and there was a list of books that they felt like were no longer relevant for the day that we were living. And would you believe it or not, this holy book that I'm holding in my hand, amen, this is no longer relevant. 
no longer relevant. I'm going to tell you today, we stand in opposition to that. And I want to tell every young person in this building. I want to tell every middle-aged person in this building. I want to tell every elder in this building. There'll never be a moment in time that this book will not be relevant. Never a moment in time. I conclude my comments with this. I believe it is Luke 4, where Jesus himself asked for the book to be brought to him. And he picked up this book, and he began to read from the book out of Isaiah. And if you look in Luke 4, something very, very specific happens. When he finished reading that passage of Scripture, he closed the book, And he handed it to the disciples. He handed it to the ministry. But there's coming a day in judgment that God is going to take this book out of my hand. And from this very book, we're going to be judged from this book. And so I say today, while we are in a moment of grace, while the book is still in the hand of the ministry, We've got time. But when the book is taken back out of the hands of the ministry and God holds the book, it's not, it's not a dispensation of grace now. It's a dispensation of judgment. Amen. Am I in the book? It's a dispensation of judgment. And it's going to be equal. I know everybody wasn't at men's conference, but it's going to be equal to that door on the ark being shut. It's going to be over for those that are on the outside. I want to fall in love with this now. I don't want the rain to have to start coming. I don't want crisis to have to start coming first. I want to fall in love with this book now. While it's in the hands of the ministry, while it's in the hands of grace, may his word be relevant. Let's stand today. Amen. Thank you for being here. I appreciate the presence of the Lord. Amen. I feel very, very blessed. I feel very blessed to be a part of this church. Amen. We're not here. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.